Heroes of Just love safe. Every, every minute's like an hour. Every hour's like a day. Every day it lasts forever. Who's your favourite? I liked... No. Which one did I like? The thing is, I don't want to say the wrong one because one of them got in a bit of trouble, didn't he? One of them worked on a farm. <laughs> I like... Uh, Jay I like Marvin. He's married to the girl from the Saturdays. Uh, member in jail. Here we go. JLS. Let's All right. Uh... Oh no, he was found not guilty of rape, apparently. Which one was that? Uh, oh, I, can't, I can't pronounce his name. Ortiz? Oh, Ortiz? Arishi. Arishi. I think. Yes. Yeah. He's found oh, they had a reunion tour planned this year. Never mind. Yeah. It's, al- it's almost as if they were coming to a place near me and I was selling tickets for it. Oh, really? Were you? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sold out in like a day, that one. Yeah. Hmm. Luckily, most shows are rescheduling, so it's a bit uncertain with my work at the moment as to where we're going. It's, you know, because our, our company owns obviously entertainment venues, but uh, our other businesses are hospitality, who, and um, leisure, which you know every yeah. single one has been heavily affected. But luckily, leisure looking like gyms can reopen from July, Ooh. so that's good. Uh, anyway, let's 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 do podcast. Yeah, do fun stuff. Let's do that. Um, it's episode two eight eight. Um, hello and welcome to episode 288 of Heroes of Handheld, the internet's premium handheld gaming podcast dedicated to all things handheld, like Nintendo Switch and iOS and Android. And my name's Chris and his name is Colin Burn. It's a really nice song, Matt. I really Thanks, liked hun. it. Cheers. We should, I mean, we... I'm good. Thinking about it, you've brought up an interesting point how we've never had a theme song as such. I mean, we've got a, a, an instrumental opening, which we've had since the beginning, but we've never had like a theme song with lyrics to Heroes of Handheld. And I feel that 288 episodes in, we should potentially do that. The problem is you know? not a lot rhymes with handheld. Handheld. Uh, ba- uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Bloomfield from nice. uh, James Bond. That's a good one. Isn't it Blofer? Oh, it still works, I guess. With uh, the white cat. Here's a handheld. Um, can I, can I oh, you, that you part something? of the car, the fan belt. Here's <laughs> a handheld, Mark. That's what we, you know, when like these podcast groups, when they get a big following, they normally have like a Facebook group that's created. They've normally got a funny name, so the collective of fans yeah, is yeah. called something. We could be called the Heroes of Handheld Fan Belts. <laughs> okay, deal. Get Everyone, out everyone's a different belt. Let's do it. Yeah, well, I was supposed to make T-shirts when we got to 100 episodes, so I'm still working on that. <laughs> Whoa, I think actually we missed our seven-year anniversary recently. Well, I did mention it in last week's episode, but happy seven years to us, was, to you. It was a great episode, and I enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, Don't thanks, mate. you think any different about me, because I loved I... it. <laughs> and <laughs> I made it at I... work. Can you tell? <laughs> I was trying to do wow. so many things at once that my laptop fucked. And I was just like, I'm just going to edit this on my work laptop um, whilst trying to do actual job stuff. So uh, 
yeah, it was it was all good. But happy anniversary. Well, in this day and age, in this day and age, there's a blurred line between work space and personal space because everything is just merged into one now. Can I tell you? Go on, can I tell you a story? Well, not a story. We, you know, we've been watching a lot of Disney Plus, me and my significant other, because Disney Plus like came around at the best time. It released on the, I think it was like the twenty sixth of March, two months, almost well, uh, yeah, almost exactly two months ago, and perfect time when people were in lockdown and wanted something to do. A lot of people put on furlough and uh, limited work, and I tell you, we've been watching all the parts of the Caribbean. Well, what I will say is the first three are great, but the fourth one is terrible. Don't watch Stranger Tides; it's terrible. It's an awful film. Um, not funny, not good. It's just crap. But what we a nice surprise has been High School Musical, the musical, the series. Okay. Now this is. Have you heard about this? It's a. It's a um, drama. Well, not drama. What's the word for it? It's like a soap serial. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, it's based on. Hear, hear me out. So it's in a world where the school where High School Musical, the film, was film, the students there are doing a stage production of High School Musical. So it's not the characters from the actual film, because the film is still a film in this universe, but the school are doing a musical version of Heroes of Handheld, which is why it's called High School Musical, the musical, the series. And it's Sorry, did you say they're good. doing a musical version of Heroes of Handheld? Did I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, who would play you in a musical version of Heroes of Handheld? Um, probably. Oh no, he's. The thing is, a lot of the actors that we think are our age are actually quite a bit older than us. Hugh Jackman would play me. Not even. Oh right. Oh, so you're so you're just going to pick? Okay, fine. I don't really. All right. <laughs> well, um, uh, Tom Holland is going to play me. Bit of an age difference there, pal. Well, not compared you are, to you and you're... Hugh Jackman. He's like 70. Uh, yeah, but Hugh, Hugh's great. It's been exactly a year since I saw Hugh Jackman live. It was oh. a year today. Oh, my so God. Good. What a show. When he, when he came out to legend. do the um, Beauty and the Beast Gaston song before the Cups. Oh, man's he's a great show. He is great. Anyway, uh, let's do um, hand. Let's do gaming stuff. No, let's talk about oh, let's talk about Hugh uh, quickly on Disney Plus. <laughs> two recommendations for you and for everyone else. No one cares. No one listens anyway. Um, free. <laughs> if you want to watch a good documentary, Free Solo, which is a climbing documentary, is insane. It's really cool. It's about an hour and forty. And then also Jeff Goldblum's travel documentary show. Oh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it's oh, really right. good. Yeah. It's it's very silly and it's kind of like Louis Theroux style. I'd really recommend it. I do like. Uh, do you mean um, Carl Pilkington style? No, I mean Louis Theroux style because of the way he cut. Oh, really? well, well, only because I haven't watched much Carl Pilkington, so it could be like that as well. I've been watching. Uh, it's funny you say that because I've actually started watching Louis Theroux on Netflix. Mm. I've not actually watched his documentaries before. So good, honestly. Yeah. Top he does, telly. He started doing a. Um, isolation podcast as well which is good which is called lockdown which is a little bit corporate of me to talk about but it is really good yeah there you go i will check that out i also heard that um, the two main characters from scrubs um zach braff and donald fazen i know it's not called lockdown it's called grounded sorry grounded with louis through much better yeah donald fazen Facing, yeah, uh, who play they play JD and um, Turk from Scrubs. They have got a new podcast out, I saw, and it's them going through every episode of Scrubs and basically commenting on it and doing commentary. 
which I think is just great. That's interesting. Really good stuff. Yeah. What have you been playing this week, Chris? So, Colin, interestingly, I haven't been playing a lot of it, but I did dabble in a little game called Warface this week. This surprised me because I thought we were supposed to be playing together and you're saying that you've just whipped it on your Switch and just started playing it around me. Well, so I, just wanted to, I just wanted to give it a go. Uh, I wanted to what do, do the tutorial. I like it. I haven't played a lot of it. I've played the tutorial. Uh, then I played the first mission that you played with other people. Um, and then I played some of the training stuff because uh, I'm a medic now, no biggie. I quite like it. It's, it's much more um, like smooth to play than i thought it was going to be i mean it's it's kind of quite simple but it is good and it makes me realize that there isn't really a very there isn't a strong like first person shooter offering on switch that i've really dabbled with so it could Mm. be it could be a go off me Uh, i haven't played loads of it it's free to play as you know you spoke about it on um the podcast before but i was yeah i was pretty impressed with it actually to be honest yeah, I agree with you. How there's, it really does feel the need and urge for a decent first-person shooter on Switch, and it's very for a free game as well. It's really solid. Yeah, I um, mean, we'll be talking about Metroid in a bit, but um, you know, yeah, it makes me realise that because as well, it, it like yeah, it, it's not you know, um, it's not Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new one, in terms of what there is to do on there. Like, it feels like an it feels like not a very complicated game, but it doesn't need to be complicated. If it's smooth and polished, it kind of doesn't matter how much like extra frills and bells and whistles there are. Um, I will say it, is, it does get very difficult very quick. Even the medium and easy ones I found really, really challenging. Um, the enemies are very unrelenting. And I found that in a lot of the crews or team, if you're put with random players, not many of them are medics. So God bless you, Chris, for being uh, a medic, because... If you're not a medic, if there's no medics, you can't be revived. Then you've either got to use a revival token, which I assume you have to pay for eventually because you get a free stash when you um, first play. Um, or you just have to bleed out and wait for the next checkpoint. And you have to wait for the, pl- ne- the players to get to the next checkpoint. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it is tough. I mean, some of the players you play with are a bit... There's not much teamwork, I've found. <laughs> it can be very uh, all-man for himself. Like, people will just run forward and leave you behind and leave you to fight. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, as you say, it's, it's a good... If you need a first-person shooter fix, it definitely is worth a go, as it's free yeah. as well. There's no excuse, really. Yeah, for sure. I think it's... Um, yeah, I did notice that on the mission that I played with people online that there was one guy who just, like, bolted ahead of everyone, which... Yeah, if that's what you want to do, fine, but it just like takes away from the fun a little bit. Um, you might as well play a solo game rather than a team game if you're going to do that. Yeah, exactly. The The other thing I have been playing a lot of uh, this week, and um, this is one of those things that I will tell you and it will make you laugh, I think, Colin, is me and our mutual friend Rob Watt. He's been on this podcast mm. before many years ago. Uh, yeah. Last week, we got up every morning about half seven to play Fortnite to try and get to level 100 before the end of the season. Um, and now I am there. I am level 100. Uh, and there is, you know, no... Th- there's a sense of emptiness that comes with the success because it took such a long time to get to la- to get to 100. And then I got there and I just sort of, you know, looked out upon my... Upon my upon my conquest and just wasn't really sure what to what to do but uh, the new season starts next week so uh i will be doing it all again i'm sure then but it was good like by the end of it the i mean the, the downside with fortnite at the moment is 
you just never know if you're playing against real people or bots and sometimes you'll be in a hundred person game and all you'll see is bots and it's like well how do you know if they're bots is it clearly marked no or you just you just know by the way they play you know by the way they play and also Mm. by their names quite a lot as well because they they won't have names like you know you'll be called like i don't know enter the flea or whatever or like duffman 1208 or like things like that but then these the bots have got names that are so obviously like um so Do obviously fake man. yeah or just, i don't know how you how you know you just know but the other thing is a lot of the time they just Jesus. Oh, a lot of the Sorry. time they don't actually fight they just um you know stand still and shoot at you and stuff so it's just very very apparent when you kill bring da chuckers 12 and it's like okay well you were probably a bot but yeah, it's all right uh, I mean, it's funny you say that because I've been getting into Fortnite and I have been over the past few months. Like, I never really got into it before, but recently, over the past probably about six months or so, I've been playing it on and off. And when I do play, I really do get into it. I mean, a lot of it I don't understand. Um, I only play one game mode. Um, I know nothing about these seasons. I know nothing about how you change, how your character looks. I, I don't know. All I know is I press play and I play, and I pick up guns, and I have a good time. And I think it's called Rumble, is the mode I play. Oh, and yeah. I find that that really suits my um, first-person... Sh- not first-person, sorry, it's third-person. Third-person shooter um, online need, because the, the actual Battle Royale version of it is very much... You have to be patient, you know? It takes a while sometimes, to, depending on where you land when you go out of the bus... It can take a bit of time to find other players. But with Rumble, you're straight away in the middle of the action. You respawn instantly, and all the guns are, like, mega powerful. And you keep your guns when you respawn. So it's just it's just fun. Um, it really does uh, suit my gameplay style. I'm assuming you play more the Battle Royale stuff. Yeah, although I like Team Rumble. I just find games can go on a little bit. Um when you're in that mode especially but, when there's not many players i yeah. think a lot of people leave because the game's gone quite yeah i know i know what you mean yeah but i found that as well it is good and like the operation like spy games thing they've added has been quite good fun as well like that's been more like intense death matches and things so yeah there's always something out there um it's good that they're now catering to more different types of players because some people aren't so into the battle royale side of things so it's yeah. good that they've got other game modes now and um i can see why it's popular um i really can because didn't they um didn't they put like a trailer out recently for the new Christopher Nolan film? Wasn't yeah, that you, yeah, you could watch the new Christopher Nolan film trailer in Fortnite in at the cinema That's there. Bizarre, yeah, yeah That's I mean, it's, they did it with um, uh, Star Wars. They've done yes. like collaborations with, and they did have collaborations with Avengers as well. But it's just like, like what I find most baffling about this is that it's a Chris Nolan film because he's so like of all the filmmakers he's the one at the moment who is the most focused on like um the importance of seeing stuff on the big screen and how important it is to like watch you know to to film in imax and to watch everything on big dark black screens with huge speakers and you know then to have your trailer be playing like (laughs) on Fortnite is really fucking funny i know it's weird isn't it Fortnite is just like a behemoth isn't it? It's, it's Minecraft sticker scale of gameplay and how it's it's influenced. It's insane. But you you think maybe it was Warner Brothers more than him? Yeah. Um, who had the idea? I, I I can't see him thinking oh, that's a great idea. Go on. Well, I guess and <laughs> it gets it. the trailer in front of a different audience as well, doesn't it? Like, 
Yeah, he so, causes a stir. You know, it's, um, yeah, a lot of people talking about it. Um, sure. What you've been playing? Well, the main game I've been playing this week, um, I've been dabbling in some Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and that's the recent iteration of Modern Warfare. I finally got a chance to play a bit more of the campaign, and I played online multiplayer as well. And I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, it's Call of Duty. You know, it's what you know and love. It looks gorgeous. The the graphics in the game are absolutely fantastic, even on the um, on my original Xbox One. Um, it's fun. The the game modes are great. You know they they got it down to a T with the um, kill streaks and customizing your weapon and your soldier. And it's, it's it's the same Call of Duty you know and love really. I've not dabbled in Warzone yet, which is the um, uh, is it is Warzone, isn't it? The Battle Royale, which yeah. a lot of people go on about. I've not played that yet, um, but the multiplayer is good. Um, I'm liking how they've got a lot of throwbacks to old maps from the original um, Modern Warfare trilogy. Uh, so far, I've played Rust, which is great, playing that. Just such a great little map. And also Vacant from the first uh, Modern Warfare, which I was running around and I was like, this seems really familiar. Because they've, they've reskinned them, so they look a bit different. And I, wrote, I was running around Vacant. I was like, I recognise this map. And I bloody remember it. It's from the first Call of Modern Warfare. And it's the one where it's the um, the big, uh, what are they called? The, you know, they transport them, big metal Oh, yeah, things. like containers. Yeah, they got the containers outside and the grass, and there's like a derelict building. Um, and it was, it was a fan favourite. I used to love that map, and it looks so good, and it was so nice to be back on that map. I'm absolutely terrible. I mean, let's, let's not, let's not um, fudge it at all. I'm absolutely terrible at this game. But because, you know, it's Call of Duty, and I'm an old man for, compared to most other people who play modern warfare but it's good it's it's great i'm enjoying it it's addictive it's easy to get in and to start playing uh, i will hopefully get a chance to play i mean i've never been that into battle royales obviously fortnite i'm now getting more into but a lot of people keep going on about warzone being one of the best battle royales out there um it's very obviously the one of the most popular so i will give that a go as long as there's not another huge update i need to do to play it because the update sizes for this game are absolutely ridiculous it's taken up about a fifth of my memory on my um xbox one Whoa. 500 gigabytes it's, it's ridiculous and the updates are just about 30 40 me- uh, gigabytes on top it's just it's insane insane uh sorry 500 gigabytes is um my hard drive not 500 megabytes that'd be insane anyway uh so yeah, it's good. It's fun. Uh, the campaign's good. It's very um, boom, boom, boom. It's like, it's, you know, it. What I do like about the campaign is it's obviously a reimagining of the original Modern Warfare campaign, which is one of my favourite campaigns. Um, familiar names, familiar characters are there. Characters are back, which is nice. Uh, and there's new characters as well. Um, it toys the line between right and wrong, and the you know the grey lines and the blurred lines there are in war, and what you what needs to be done and what should be done, and who has to be sacrificed sometimes, but um, it's good. It's dark, it's gritty, it's uh, standard Call of Duty fare, really. Uh, Shall we move on to some news? Yeah, we can do. I'm enjoying uh, hearing about your Call of Duty anecdotes, though. Um, How far... Does it tell you how far into the story you are? No, it's... um, I don't know how far... I'd imagine probably around the halfway mark. Yeah. Um, How it it shows you on the campaign is that there's a world map and there's, like, little squares at the bottom which shows what you've done so far and it moves along where you've been. One of my favourite levels so far, I don't want to give too much away to ruin the plot, but... You, it's, you're based it's in London you're an S, part of an SAS squad and you've got to go around this London apartment block 
um, which has been overrun by bad people. Um, I won't say any more, but it's, that was very tense and very well done and yeah. looked absolutely gorgeous. And it was very, very tense because it's in the dark. You've got night vision and you don't know who's behind what doors and you have to make sure you don't, you know, because there's civilians in there as well. It's, re- it's really clever, really well done. And that's what's really good about the campaign is obviously Black Ops 4, I think it was last year, where they didn't have a campaign or Black Ops 3, whatever it was, where there wasn't a campaign. Mm. And with this campaign, they really have tried to mix it up. It's not just... I mean, there is a lot of runny, runny, shooty, shooty, checkpoint, checkpoint sort of thing. But they've tried to change up the gameplay enough that it feels fresh. And there are some really cool little um, uh, gameplay devices in there. I mean, one another level that's been really good is that you have to take control of CCTV. And you've got to guide a civilian through a building which is being is filled with terrorists you've got to make you've got a problem to move at certain times whilst they're moving around so it's it's sort of like a puzzle mini game but it's that was really tense as well so it's really good the campaign's great um but if you do buy it and if you are going to get it or haven't played it yet do be prepared the for the updates and the downloads and the installations it takes a very very long time and each part of the game package and there is a lot to it you know you've got the online multiplayer you've got the campaign and the war zone each one has its own huge, huge download for each one. Once you've installed the game, you need to do more updates for it, and it takes a very long time, so do take that into consideration. Um, but yeah, it is very good. It's very fun, and it's you know, it's it's hard to go... The, the, the original games in Call of Duty... Or I say the original ones. The, the original ones I played, I started with COD 4, Modern Warfare, as a lot of people of my generation did, and... I would say it's difficult because that game will always have a special place in my heart because of the time in my life and you know when you're playing online with your friends and things like that. So it's hard to judge the games now compared to what they were, but this is a really solid fun game and I'm in my old age in my 20s I'm very much enjoying it. Um and the maps are all very good online and the campaign's fun and the characters are cool and it's nice seeing familiar faces as well and obviously one everyone knows that one main character from the original modern warfare series is in this game as one of the main characters he's in all the trailers so it's not a surprise who i'm talking about he has yeah. a hat and, and a cool mustache um but he's great as well um not necessarily always making the the morally right decision um but yeah it, yeah it does blur the line somewhat. anyway yes it's good it's very good and i'm very much enjoying it so that's what i will say on modern warfare Nice. Well, shall we talk about some news, which I know you were trying to do, and then I kind of cut you off earlier. Uh, there's, we can race through this because it's not. It's been a pretty quiet week, to be honest. Um, yeah, I've got some. I've got something to add from Pokemon Go, but let's start with Bioshock. Yeah. So uh, on Friday we have the release of two quite big. Well, I think three actually. Cause I think the X collection is coming out. Um, we have. The release of um, a couple of quite big titles on Switch, including the Bioshock collection and the Borderlands collection, and also um, the XCOM collection as well, all coming to Switch. Um, and these are, you can um, watch a little trailer on our website where 2K have put this out, which basically details everything that's in these games. Because obviously, Bioshock, um, well, Borderlands especially, there's been so much DLC over the years for different ones and different collections that it's really good to just know what it is you're getting beforehand. So if you are intrigued, you can watch those on our website. Um, Borderlands, obviously, is a uh, a series which has been ported to so many different generations. And like we all remember the, the Vita ones. 
um, the Vita Borderlands, mm. the Borderlands Two port. Yeah, that was less yeah. said about that. But also, you terrible. might you might just remember that there was a long time ago a tease of a bio of a Bioshock game on Vita as well. Do you remember that? That was big news at one point, and then it just faded into nothing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of games promised were promised for Vita, and they never happened. Uh, yeah, Bioshock. Bioshock. Let me do some research on this. Bioshock. So here we are. Yeah, yeah, there was it, it was announced on E3 2011 that there was going to be a Bioshock on Vita, but it never happened. Still waiting. Um, yeah, still waiting. <laughs> so anyway, yes, uh, these so these come out on Friday, um, and is not the only slightly worrying thing is. There's not a lot of video at the moment of actual gameplay. So, you know, take everything with a pinch of salt or wait for reviews maybe because I'm kind of a little bit trepidatious, um, but hopefully these will be good collections. Um, and they were announced not that long ago, so it's quite a, quite a quick turnaround, I think. How much money How much are they going to charge for the Bioshock collection? That is a lot of game. A yeah, lot it's of three. Well, it's Bioshock package. 1, 2, and 3, plus DLC from them in, as well. And Infinite as well, isn't it? Infinite's in there. Oh, yeah, sorry, Bioshock Crazy. Infinite, not Bioshock 3. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, the I mean, Bi- Bioshock, if you've not played them, is like staggeringly good i mean the first one is has a really good uh story and kind of does some amazing world building and then i'd say the gameplay in the second one is a lot stronger and a lot creepier and weirder and then the third one um infinite is just like completely a complete gear shift of a game in terms of how it um uh makes you think about the narrative and the way you move around the city and stuff it's like it's great. Infinite is Infinite is an amazing game, um, and the storyline is really good as well. I never. I tried to play Bioshock on my old Xbox, and I just could not get into it. The first one. Yeah, I must um, admit, last last year, I bought the Bioshock collection for PS4, and I tried to play the first one, and I loved the first one on PS3, but I found it so like, I found it had aged quite poorly, like with regards mm. to just how it feels to play it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I found it quite clunky to play, actually. I remember even back when, you know, it was newer. It just seemed... I don't know, I just remember the... Um, not the gameplay, the... Um, just moving around just clunky and the puzzles were a bit meh and it was just a bit odd. I know, obviously, the whole concept is odd. Um, would you kindly? Anyway, um, yeah, so... Maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out again. If it's a decent port and it works well on Switch, maybe, because... You know, I do need a new game to play on Switch, so we shall see. Borderlands, I mean, I tried to stick with Borderlands 2 on Vita. Mm. Um, it was such a buggy mess. It would crash frequently. It was laggy as anything. It was it was just frame rate. It was just broken. It was a broken mess, and I don't know why they even bothered putting it out. It was, behind all that, though, the game seemed interesting, um, but I just that just sort of like... It was weird, like starting from the second one as well, because I hadn't played the first one, so not much of it made sense to me, either. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll give it another go, depending on the old price. Yeah, well, let's see how much it costs, and let's see how well the review it reviews as well. Um, the only other little bits of news I want to uh, briefly touch on, if that's all right, I'll just whiz through these, Colin. Uh, yeah. th- this has been rumored for a while, so you know, massive pinch of salt, but. Games Radar and other places are reporting that there might well be a uh, release of Metro Prime Trilogy on Switch next month after a Swedish retailer listed the game as having a June 19th release date. Um, so these are obviously Metro Prime Trilogy. It's probably, it's like, um, th- this th- this is 
such a long rumoured, long speculated on collection because Metroid, we know there's a new Metroid in the works um, for Switch and people have really been thirsting for Metroid Prime um, and there wasn't really anything last era, last generation that kind of lived up to it. But Miss Metroid Prime Trilogy has been floating around for ages and ages and ages. And so the uh, Swedish retailer in it um, allegedly leaked a June 19th release date for the game um, and there is an automatic trailer playing on this website which is really loud and annoying um, for a new Minecraft game anyway um, so yeah we'll see what happens with this uh, but I just thought I'd mention it in case it does get announced over the next few days or if it does materialize June 19th um, and yes keep your eyes peeled for that and another little bit of news that I wanted to briefly touch on this is quite interesting. Um, so this is about an Animal Crossing hacker who has been giving out free Raymonds uh, to fight the black market. So Raymond is a villager in Animal Crossing, Colin. Um, and yeah. he is a cat who's got this kind of hipsterish vibe and has two different colored eyes. And people love Raymond. People get really weird about Raymond. And because, I don't know if you remember Amiibo cards... Um, but Amiibo cards were a big thing and Raymond was like this really popular uh, villager and so some people were selling Amiibo cards of Raymond for um, you know thousands of pounds on eBay and stuff uh, but this person instead uh, called Poker Ninja has decided to use a save editor um, to just make as many Raymonds as possible so that anyone who wants them has been able to come and collect Raymond from the island um that this person is running um i think it says he in the article but it could be a uh yes they use he so that's the pronouns i'm going for um so yes no catch this was uh this is back in the middle of may um and within about 12 hours poker ninja who's the hacker who did it estimated 50 people responded to the post to come and collect raymond um and this is already like it's i just love stories like this animal crossing's got such a good community because People love, like, there are people out there being idiots and selling items and stuff for real-life money and whatever, which is fine if that's what they want to do. But also, like, I love that in Animal Crossing, it's like, oh, I've got a really high turnip price, so I'm going to advertise it online, then strangers can come to my village and sell turnips. Like, there's such a good community about it, and I think an article like this really exemplifies that point. Mm. So you can go and get Raymond if you want. Um, and then <laughs> Pokemon Go, how are you getting on with it? I've found that since lockdown, potentially I've been playing both Niantic games, Pokemon Go and Wizards Unite, more than I've ever played in my life. I am constantly checking it. It's bizarre. I've... I'll let you finish, but yeah, I'm playing it a lot. Basically. Oh, well, no, I, I, only because I was wondering if you were doing the throwback challenges. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did, did <laughs> you manage I, to finish I'm, them all? I've not finished this one yet. Is it, isn't it still running? Yes, this last it. one is still, is still going, I think. Yeah, I can't find a steel-type Pokemon at the moment. It's very annoying. But I've done the other two. I finally, yeah, when I did the first one, uh, I finally, the only Pokemon I was missing was Mewtwo, and I finally <gasps> got my Mewtwo. Oh, and, wow. Oh, boy. That was exciting. So I've now finished the first the first two um, releases. Um, not releases, what do you call it? Regions. Yeah, the Kanto and jo Johto reason I've oh, finished that. Oh, Congratulations. So, um, I don't know if you're still there or if you've just disconnected. Annoying. Oh, yeah, you Why disconnected. Why is there still Pokemon? 
Um, why, are there, why are there no steel Pokemon? My tip. Well, you missed out because there was yesterday. They were spawning more steel Pokemon than usual because of um, Bronze or Community Hour or whatever the fuck. So you missed out on that. No, no, I got loads of bronzors, but I got them before I'd finished the latest research tasks. Oh, well, whose fault so is that? That was a bit shit. <laughs> My antics. Um, but how are you finding Pokemon Go? Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I am playing um, I'm playing this thing because I like the this throwback challenge, um, which has been every week uh, for the last couple of weeks. It's been a challenge based around um, Kanto, Joan, Ho-Oh, and then this week's... Um, What's Gen 4? Is it Sinnoh? Um, uh, Gen 4 is... Bear with, bear with, bear with... Uh, it is Sinnoh. Yeah. So um, there's been different timed research tasks that have been running for a week. And then the reward gets to a legendary. And then if you can have successfully completed all four, uh, you'll get access beginning uh, later on in early June uh, to a special... Um, range of tasks uh, that will then reward you with uh, some quite cool rare Galarian uh, Pokemon and potentially Genesect as well, a legendary. So some interesting, um, some kind of quite interesting stuff. Uh, and there's a full, I put a full write-up on heroesfanner.wordpress.com that I copied from Reddit um, because someone's worked out what all the tasks and stuff will be. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. I mean, I'm still not playing Harry Potter, but I am playing Pokemon Go like quite. I like that it's just it's just there, you know. And I like that they extended the radius and gyms and stuff. Like lots of little efforts to make you feel involved. It's good that you're back into it because I know you were a bit off the wagon a couple of months back. Yeah, but of course I came running back. Of course you always do. Um, I mean, it's good because Niantic are going between the two, actually, and there's loads of different um, events going on. Obviously, with Wizards Unite, there was a, a um, brilliant event which ended yesterday. That was the Quidditch... Um, uh, I think it's called Quidditch Calamity or something, but there's more Quidditch things appearing, so that was stressful. And then we've got the Pokemon Go stuff as well. So it's good that they are you know, constantly keeping you on your toes of all these different events and keeping you hooked. It's working for me personally. I can't stop playing it. Um, I mean, in terms of Pokemon Go... Did you see the news about Pokemon Go Fest 2020? So what's going on with this? I kind of briefly saw it earlier, but I didn't quite digest. Well, there's not much news yet. We've got um, the bare bones of information. That is the fact that it's going to be a stay-at-home event, and it's going to be starting on July the 25th. So it'll be, um, I think, is the 25th a Saturday? Let me quickly look at my calendar. Uh, let's... I'm looking at the wrong map. Yeah, it's this, so it's the weekend of the 25th of July. So 25th and 26th, there's going to be a load of different events, research tasks, um, different Pokemon spawning. Uh, and they're going to be doing this from home, basically. So you don't need to go anywhere. Obviously, Pokemon Go Fest has been something that's ha been happening since 2017. Infamously, in the summer of 2017, we had um, that event where people were booing because the servers weren't working and there was multiple issues and the creator or the CEO or the chairman of Niantic got on stage and people were booing him. So that was infamous. But since then, they've got their act together and Pokemon Go is in a much better place. Anyway, so there was a post, a news bulletin and a post on the Pokemon Go uh, blog about this year's Pokemon Go Fest. And because of the issues where people can't actually go out anywhere or gather in um, public spaces and there'd be large crowds and stuff, uh, it's going to be all done virtually from home. So there's a few bit of questions. I, I mean, I know they did put the Pokemon Go Festival event 
was on sale earlier this year because I believe there was supposed to be one in Liverpool, if I remember rightly. I'm not too sure what happened with that. I don't know if people were refunded or whether this event is just for people with tickets. The impression I'm getting is that this event is going to be for everyone still. Um, but we don't know much information yet. All we know is that it's going to be from the 25th and 26th of July and it's all going to be done from home. So you don't have to go anywhere to take part in it, which is good. Very good. Yeah, that's a good um, reinvention from them as well. Yeah. And also linking on from this, um, the past weekend, did you vote in the community day Twitter? I didn't I didn't vote. Oh, so what was going on is people could choose who they wanted to be the focus of the June and July um community days so it's always focused around one pokemon they can usually evolve them and then you get a the top evolved version that will have some special um ability so uh the results were in there was over well 671,000 votes in the end for this on twitter i did vote um so the four options you could either vote for squirtle weedle sandshrew and ghastly so the top two would be put in as the pokemon for june and july so the first one would be june and the second would be july so the winner uh with 34 percent of the vote was weedle oh come on and, and weedle was actually trending over the weekend because people were saying how much they love weedle there's like a, a meme going around how weedle was getting all the love he deserves and stuff like that so Weedle won with 34% and uh, Ghastly came second with 32%. So June will be focused around Weedle and July will be Ghastly. And unfortunately, the other two options, Squirtle and Sandshrew, um, pretty bad. So Squirtle got 22% and Sandshrew got just 10% of the vote. Um, Weedle really um, taking it home. Weedle I will say, to be fair... Sandshrew. Beedrill's shiny form is really cool if you've not seen it. It's like... Uh, I think also, that's what people are thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really sick colour scheme. So I guess... I, I, I understand it, but... Come on. If you evolve Cancuna to Beedrill, it will learn the ground-type attack drill run. Combine um, Beedrill's bug and poison moves with ground-type move for more interesting moves. Up. So there you go. So yeah, that's going to be June. So the 20th of June will be Weedle. And the we don't know the day in July yet, but we know the 20th of June is Weedle. So look forward to that. Weedle's everywhere. Weedle's everywhere. Nice, man. Sounds the system good. works, Chris. The system <laughs> works. I believe in Harvey Dent. <laughs> I believe my heart. Anyway. Uh What's going down? I think that, I think that might be everything. I don't I don't believe you. I know. What are you gonna What are you gonna play this week? This week, Chris, I'm going to be playing Warzone from Call of Duty Modern Warfare because I've not played it yet, and maybe even um, dabble in a new game on Switch. I'll find a game on Switch to play and download and have fun with. What are you going to nice. be playing? Well, I downloaded Bastion on switch and i have started it but i'm not very far in so i think i'm going to put some more hours into that uh and i'll probably when fortnite new season rolls around i'll start messing about with that as well because obviously because it's great um yeah then animal crossing just just dipping my toes in the water you know i've got a um i don't think i've told you this actually i got a new phone last week um so i'm looking for new ios games if anyone has any recommendations um things like triple town uh is my jam kind of like one-handed slidey puzzle games i like so give me some recommendations if you've got them flappy bird oh yeah i'll get flappy bird Bird. good thinking straight on that and wizards unite is also quite good i hear oh very good 
<laughs> Can't get to bed now. Anyway, uh, right, so let's get out of here. But before we do, I'm going to tell you how you can listen to us. We're Heroes of Handheld. We are Heroes of Handheld. And the fact you're listening to us means that you've managed to download this in some form. But if you want to know different ways and different places you can hear our lovely voices, you can find this on iTunes, on Spotify, Stitcher. And if you just Google Heroes of Handheld Podcast, we will come up and you will find us. And we appreciate you the most. You can email us, Heroes of Heroes of Handheld. Mind blowing. Yeah? You can email us, Heroes of Handheld at gmail.com if you've got any thoughts on what we've been discussing this week. You can tweet us at Handheld Podcast on Twitter. And uh, you can go to our website, Heroes of Handheld.wordpress.com. That's your lot. Nice. Colin, nice. it's been a pleasure. I'll, uh, I think I'll get you next Wednesday. Yes, get me next Wednesday. I will get you next Wednesday. Get me next Wednesday. Bye, Thank Chris. You.